What's going on guys? Captain Carlos here with Marea Gear. So today we're going to be talking about slow pitch jigging. It's been raining here like crazy, so I had a little downtime. I wanted to go into the subject because it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, and without further ado, we'll dive right into it. So I got into slow pitch jigging about six, seven years ago. Um, it's kind of the, I guess, the next evolution as I was really heavy into vertical high speed jigging, um, you know, fishing for like snapper, grouper, tuna, kingfish, wahoo, you name it, anything that would eat metal, you know, I was, I was after it. I was, um, I believed in it so much that when I did run charters down in, in South Florida for many years, um, I always had a couple high speed jigging rods on the boat because I know that a lot of times, even if we had, you know, live bait and we were drifting with live bait, this, uh, high speed jigging technique would produce, you know, fish and would produce bites and it was active fishing. So my customers loved it because they were just sitting there waiting for a bite. They were making the bite happen by jigging. So did that, you know, and then got into this slow pitch jigging just because I started seeing some, some videos uh, online and then also through some buddies in the industry, um, sharing with me, Hey, you know, these guys in Japan are, are fishing like what looks like bass rods, little conventional reels on these light rods. And they're whacking big grouper and amberjack and snapper and just all kinds of stuff on these little setups. And we're like, how the hell that this supposed to be photoshopped, you know, like how, the, how are they doing that? Um, well, it's a system that they developed. Japanese anglers developed this system as they typically do. They come out with just some awesome stuff over there. Um, so they, they came out with these rod blanks that have a very parabolic bend, two of them, meaning the recovery on the rod wasn't very fast. It, it bends very slow but it's got incredible strength and lifting power. So as far as lifting an 80 pound fish off the bottom, just straight dead lifting it and reeling it up, the rod could do it, which was crazy. I mean, it was just crazy to see this, let alone hear about it, right? So um, these rods, a lot of them were also wrapped kind of funny. It looked, you know, kind of unique. Your typical conventional rod or bass casting rod um, has the guide sitting all facing up, right? All the way down the rod. Nine, ten, ten guides on there. Uh, well, these rods had the trigger reel seat, you know, a high quality trigger reel seat. Um, but they had the guides that started sitting up. But then every every guide moving up, would you would see the rod guide starting to turn either to the left or to the right, depending on if the angler was right-handed or left-handed. If it's right-handed, then the, the guides would turn to the right. If it, he was left-handed, the, the guides would start turning to the left, all the way to where the, the very top, the tip-top guide would be facing the completely opposite direction, a 180, okay? So that would be facing down instead of up. So I want you to you know, think about that in your head. It spirals literally around the rod blank as it goes towards the top of the rod, 
which was kind of a unique design. Um, spiral rod wrapping's been around for a little while, but to see it on these little rods um, that these guys were fishing, you know, deep, you know, three, two, three, four, five hundred feet was just really cool. And the reason they did it, okay, the whole reasoning behind that with this type of system is you're using braided line. You don't want the line to touch the rod blank at any time, okay? These these blanks are strong, but they're also brittle too. So if they hit your gunnel while you're fighting the fish, the blank will explode. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, what brand it is. Um, so keep that in mind, you know, keep the rod blanks, uh, you know, away from the gunnels of the boat uh, or just away from the boat in general uh, as you would with any other rod. But yeah, that's the whole concept behind the, the, the spiral effect on the rods. It keeps the line off the blank at any point in time. Um, and it could withstand those just powerful runs of a, a big grouper or an amberjack or a tuna just dumping line and never touching the blank, which is it's pretty awesome little design. Um, those rod blanks, uh, a lot of them are built out of carbon, okay? Uh, carbon's a, a super strong material, very lightweight, uh, but again, like I mentioned, brittle. So you just got to be careful, but um, they're using it just because it's it's reliable and it holds up, you know, fish after fish as well. So most slow pitch rods are going to range between five and a half feet all the way up to like six, maybe just over six foot. I personally like them in the six to seven foot. Uh, I like a little bit longer rod if I can, just to keep the rod and fish away from the boat while I'm fighting it. I think it gives you a little bit more leverage. So just a little food for thought. Um, now, as far as the reel that you're gonna match up to this rod, the reel, um, you, you wanna find a reel that has a really good drag system. It's got excellent stopping power, good drag washers, um, high line capacity, so holds plenty of line, okay? And is just built to take these runs and built to take the wear and tear of jigging all the time, okay? Slow pitch jigging, I mean, it, it takes a, a lot, a lot, a lot of work uh, on, your, on your gear, okay, on your tackle. So you want to have the best tackle that you can afford. Um, I'm a big fan of the Daiwa Saltigas, the conventional setups, um, usually in the 15 to 30, 35 size. Um, those are awesome reels. I like a star drag. I think a star drag is perfect for this application. Um, Shimano also makes some, some excellent reels with their ocean jigger. Uh, and then you want to, if you might want to look at the accurate turns too, it's a star drag. Those are built for, for the slow pitch jigging as well. Um, they all have good line capacities. You want to find one that has a narrow design, uh, on the spool. That's going to help when you're recovering the line and you don't have to guide it back and forth as much while you're jigging uh, all little things that you'll learn, you know, as you, as you get into it more and more. Um, but more importantly, the reel's got to feel really comfortable in your hands. So find one that is comfortable in your hands. Each one's a little bit different design, so it's going to sit in your hand differently than it would in mine. All right. So, uh, you know, all things to consider. And then as far as the, um, 
the rod or the the jigs. I'm sorry. Um, the jigs you're going to be using are typically going to be rated anywhere between 80 to 100 grams, all the way up to three, maybe 400 grams, and that's all going to be dictated by the depth of water, the speed of the current, and what you're looking to target, the species you're looking to target. To be honest. Um, couple different style jigs out there. You've got some that have more of a flat design. They're going to flutter more. Okay. So it's going to take longer to get down to the bottom. Uh, so those are really good for like tuna, kingfish, wahoo, stuff like that. So it stays in the water column a little bit longer, uh, which enables the, you know, the fish to kind of key in on it quicker. Other styles are kind of a hybrid. Um, they've actually got a little bit of that flat design, but then they also have some rear weight, um, which will help them get down a little bit faster and it'll carve through the water a little bit differently, more erratically. Um, so those work, those work well too. Again, it's all going to be dictated by the the speed of the current too, and and the depth of the water. Um, and then your third one's going to be the long style jigs, um, which I'm a big fan of those. Uh, they have some now that have not only a flat side, but they've added more weight to them. So it, it, they will get down pretty quickly, but they'll still flutter and st- and keep you connected to the bottom um, or near the bottom where the, a lot of these grouper or snapper are going to be. That's a lot of the, the species that I like to target is the grouper and the snapper with this. Um, and the grouper go nuts for these long jigs. Regardless of which jig you get, make sure it has glow in it. Okay, having glow is key. Um, reason being, after about 100 feet, the um, there's not much light visibility, so the fish will rely on uh, bioluminescence or any glow, anything coming from like squid, shrimp, fish, anything like that. So they can key in on the any glow pattern very quickly, and that's going to give you a little bit more of an edge, you know, connecting to these fish. So look for the glow on the jigs and look for glow. That's going to resemble what's down there too. You know, if you see a a jig that has like little dots all through it, kind of like a, a squid being lit up, you know, when it's trying to evade a a fish or predator, that's what I would look for. Okay. (laughs) Jigs like that. Um, if you can add the glow to your hooks, um, that's even an, a more of an added bonus. There's a lot of hooks that you can buy now that have the glow, um, you know, uh, effect built in to the jig or the, the jig hook, should I say. Um, the style hooks you're going to use is typically almost looks like a live bait hook. Um, but BKK makes some, some really good hooks that I'm a big fan of their hooks. Um, similar to like owner, and you want to use anywhere between a 5.0 to a 7.0. That's going to be kind of the sweet spot for the size hooks you're going to want to use. Um, if you can get away with the bigger hook, I highly recommend it. Just because, you know, bigger bite on the hook, you're going to increase your chances of hooking up quicker, I believe. So um, look for that. And I believe... We went through most of the basics there. Um, We are going to go more into rigging and some other tactics in future episodes. But for today, we appreciate you very much for tuning in. Um, Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. 
Thank you so much for your time. God bless and hope you learned something here. Thanks, guys.